Hello everyone, welcome to a very early morning edition of Right After, or quite a ways before, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't sleep, so it's almost four in the morning and I came down to get some editing done, so <laughs> I figured it might be a nice chance to uh, show you guys some of uh, what I do when I edit, which is, I've been bragging about a little bit on here. I'm actually kind of good at that, I guess, or, you know, a little better than the writing right now. <laughs> uh, writing's a funny thing. It, uh, I mean, obviously, you get better by writing more. That's pretty obvious. It's what they tell you. You want to be a good writer, you gotta write, dummy. But, uh, there's other, other ways, other exercises, so to speak, that, uh, kind of help you progress as a writer. Um, one of the earliest for me, I know some of my biggest jumps in, uh, writing skill were when I started doing, uh, critiques. I did, oh, shoot, this was a lifetime ago, but... Uh, creative writing class uh, sharing my story and then reading other people's stories and we just sit there and kind of critique each other and uh, then started posting stuff on like writing forums and getting other writers uh, I had a few that were uh, more experienced than me and would uh, give me you know critiques and stuff uh, been actually pretty blessed with that over the years uh, and that's always good if you can get that. That's a great way to to really uh, get better as a writer. Uh, and then, of course, just, you know, even when you're not writing, you're coming up with ideas and stuff. You know, when you're watching things, reading things, just ingesting things to, uh, that'll kind of, you know, you can kind of see how other people handle plots and stuff and what cool things they do, uh, even... You know, even doing like D&D or something like that or or whatever. Um, and then uh, and then editing. I have found ever since I, I've really got into editing, um, I found the, the, another big leap in uh, my writing ability. I, I think probably because, you know, you just see how to tear stuff away and make the writing a little simpler, a little more powerful you start to get to where you can do that without having to edit it as much. You can just not do it right off the bat, but you, you kind of see it. You start to add that to your writing, and your writing just starts to become more powerful in general. Um, so it's kind of weird. It's not just writing a ton that gets you better. I, I found it, you know, it's a lot of other things that kind of make a well-rounded writer. Uh, and... Yeah, so one of the things I've really enjoyed and I've been working on lately with uh, the Writers Guild and stuff is uh, seeing the, the editing and that, learning how to be a real ferocious self-editor and then applying it to my own work. And one thing I, I love that Jerry Jenkins does, I've mentioned before, is the repair and rewrite where he takes the first page of a story and uh, that someone submits and he edits it and shows you how he does it. So I'm going to do something like that with you guys today so you can kind of see what I do when I edit my own stuff. And what's really cool about this is uh, 
this is from A Shot in the Park, which is, uh, it's, this isn't Cemetery Spade, this is a different mystery I have with my bounty hunter, Archie Dufresne, and, uh, small town cop Mike Dufresne, uh, Mike Stimbrook, I believe. He's not in this part, it's just Archie, but, um, kind of a, just kind of corny, uh, cozy mystery type thing. Kind of having fun with. Another half-finished one. Um, this one's actually fairly close, though. I got a lot of excess stuff in there that, you know, plot got a little tangled on me, and I had to, I'm going to cut a bunch of it and, and end up probably with more of a novella, novella than a novel, so um, thinking about combining this with maybe a couple of my other mysteries. But what's cool is I started writing a shot in the park, shoot, in my 20s, I think. Uh, and I am 36 now, so. Ah. Uh, I, it might prove, like, predate Sons of Heaven the Haunted, my first book. I just never finished shot in the park. Anyway, this is one where you'll kind of see that it, I get into, this is when I was still back when I was still trying to be a good writer, like really show off with the, the language, and you, you'll be able to tell it's pretty funny. Um, but anyway, a lot of time has gone by between now and then, so you, you also get to see kind of a little bit of uh, my progression, which is cool. So, um, you know, I beat up on myself a lot on these, which is, you know, that's just how I am. Uh, a friend of mine recently said that it sounds like I'm defending myself from myself sometimes in these, which made me laugh because that's a pretty apt description. Uh, <laughs> I always kind of joke around. I've had a few times when, you know, had uh, disagreements with people that got nasty and they try it, though. I have had people kind of insult the writing, like, oh, that's his, his self-conscious weak spot which it is you know technically except I always laugh because nothing they say is even close to what I tell myself so <laughs> I'm definitely my harshest critic so it's like <laughs> good luck and nobody insults me like me so <laughs> instead of the usual self-deprecating uh, I'm gonna break a little bit we'll see might end up being crap and he'll be like why are you bragging about that but anyway so I'll read the first one just kind of straight through for you and of course I got my jazz music going in the background uh, I'll just read that through and then I might go over some sections and kind of show examples of what I'm talking about and then uh, and then I'll read you the one I just did um, which is funny, because the first one, I'm actually going to do the first two pages. And then you'll see my rewrite is about 300 and some odd words. So I just cut the crap out of it. Alright. The crimson sunset sent rays of fading light through proud oak trees, casting shadows like distant dreams across the small town park. Oh, dear Lord, I have to stop for a second. Yeah, so when I'm talking about being a little too fancy with the words, that's what I'm talking about. Casting shadows like distant dreams. I mean, I, I, I was proud of that for a long time. 
But, uh, <laughs> it's one of those things, it's not terrible. I mean, it kind of sounds like a writer trying to be a writer, though, and that takes your focus off of the story itself and on and keeps you from getting into the, the story and seeing it. And just like, ooh, wow, what a way with words. What perfectly purple prose. Uh, the crimson sunset sent rays of fading light through proud oak trees, casting shadows like distant dreams through the small town park. Cold, sharp winds from off the Sierras cut the temperature dramatically and drove the last remnant of park-goers to the safety of their cars. Against the swelling current of vehicles, a lone Chevy pickup and its driver remained bathed in the dying light of the horizon. The endless miles through the night desert had taken their toll. The once silver truck was now covered with bugs and dust and sat parked in stark contrast to the riot of color on the distant horizon. Archie leaned back against the headrest, nursing a cup of roadside coffee and looking as worn as the tires that, tires that had brought him here. I actually like that one. I end up leaving that in, I think. The tires part. Radio stations buzzed in and out of reception as he fumbled with the presets. Settling on a local sports station turned down low. He looked at the clock display on the stereo and muttered five minutes to no one in particular. On the opposite side of the park was a collection of benches and picnic tables. Occupying one of these benches under the shelter of a nearby tree sat a haggard-looking man. Fading sunlight fell against gaunt features as the man turned his face towards the blood-red horizon. He was in his mid-forties with disheveled hair, average height, and slender build. He wore a torn red flannel over a gray t-shirt and faded jeans. He kept his large nose and pointy face towards the, the west as he slowly rocked back and forth. Oh my goodness, sorry. The last remnant of fleeing park patrons journeyed past his bench. Occasionally, one of them tossed spare change into the, in the styrofoam cup sitting next to him. He would turn and mutter, God bless you, and continue rocking. Archie set the coffee on the dashboard where it cast faint silhouettes of steam against upon the windshield. A last quick glance at the clock display read 7.45. Fighting against the wind, he managed to open his door. Using his foot to keep it open, he quickly lumbered out and let it slam behind him. The man on the bench stood slowly, hands in his pockets, with his eyes still fixed on the sunset inside. He stood still, solemn like a statue, as the last light of hope caressed his face and warmly said goodbye. The sun was all but gone now, hidden behind the Sierras, as the man slowly turned away. Archie straightened himself after exiting his truck, brushed donut crumbs from his pants, and began walking into the park. He was six foot one, with broad shoulders and a large build. His light brown hair was brushed back lazily, with a few rebellious strands falling forward into blue eyes. I think I've talked about this in the past, the, the need, the urge to explain. I mean, it's not bad to know that he's, he's kind of a larger guy. Uh, I end up cut, cutting that out, but, you know, that's easy enough to put in. But that's something I see all the time, not just in indie writers. The light brown hair brushed back. It, falls into his blue, a lot of times piercing eyes. I didn't put that there. But, uh, you know, do we need to know what color his hair and eyes are and his exact height? And, uh, you know, the color, I think I get into the color of his pants and everything. M maybe not. You know, there's a lot 
you can leave up to the reader the, and just let them see how they're going to see it. It doesn't have to be exactly how I see it. I've talked about that before, too. Anyway, I was wrong. It's more like three, uh, three pages. Ten feet from his truck, Archie paused, straightened his tan dress shirt, and brushed the wrinkles from his black cotton slacks. After he was satisfied that his appearance was presentable, he brushed the untamed strands of his hair from his eyes again, I, again, and began walking into the park. I don't know why I like that hair move for some reason. It's, it pops up in a couple stories. Okay, Chris, hours up. And for some reason here, I, I felt the need to introduce the man's name. And uh, upon looking at it, reading it again, I think I don't need to until the next chapter. But that's, you're not going to see why. But I don't think we need to know who this guy is quite yet. That's one of the first little twists in the story. Chris had walked ten paces from his bench and was looking Archie directly in the eyes for the first time in an hour. The last slivers of light reflected off the small lake that lay behind and fell against the slender figure who stood a mere twenty yards from his inevitable fate. Thunder cracked in the distance, the air split in two, and the silence was shattered. Archie didn't see where the shot came from, or see it hit Chris between the shoulders, but he heard it, and he watched as Chris suddenly pitched forward. Time stood still while everything happened too fast. Archie realized that he was moving out of reflex towards Chris, who was now laying face down in the grass. Thinking better of the move, he made a quick cut to his right, a bullet cracking past his left ear. Okay. So that's our first three pages. So, of course, as I said, I tried to get a little fancy and flowery with the language because I was still trying to prove I was a writer back then. Uh, yeah, some of the stuff I like, but I still kind of cut. Um... You know, things like saying it's a Chevy pickup and it's silver and all that. Again, I mean, you, it doesn't mean you can never put stuff in like that or anything. It's not necessarily terrible. Um, but if it doesn't absolutely have to be in there, and if cutting it makes it a little more powerful, you'll see when I read the next, the, my new version. Um, you know, it's just something to think about. For those of you who also write, uh, let's see. And then there's uh, there's things like uh, uh, just little contradictions or weird little things where uh, I have everyone leave and then I talk about them still leaving and putting change in uh, the bums. Uh, man is a bum, by the way. I know I say it in a very fancy writer way, but. He's a, he's a bum on a park bench getting spare change uh, and things like uh, people turning to muttering God bless you at this point and that's I you know that's just I'm in like God mode right now as far as the the point of view and you it's I also have it kind of bounced between Archie and uh, and Chris back and forth. It's so funny, this music, sometimes, occasionally, one of them just is so loud, and the others are so quiet. Anyway. Let's... I want my 
of the music. Yeah, I like that better. A little calmer. Anyway, uh, I'm going to try to do a little more focused in point of view where uh, it's the... It's third person, but it's through our main characters is Archie, so it's gonna focus on him. So things like uh, at this point, you know, he's in his car. So I'm not gonna actually, I'm gonna cut out where people say things. To, I'm actually gonna cut out. I'm just gonna mention that people had put change in his cup, not not that they still are. And I'm not gonna have them talk to him or anything. I'm also gonna uh, there's details that. Like the clock reading 7.45. We don't need to know the exact time. Uh, little things like that. You'll see where I just, wherever I can, I cut a little bit where you, you still, it still says about the same thing, but it says it much quicker. Uh, and then uh, when the shot hits in between the shoulder blades, um, I take out, I can't see that happening. Uh, so I just have them pitch forward don't need to know exactly where it hit them. They, they can figure it out. A lot of stuff the reader can figure out. Uh, a whole bunch of that. Uh, the color of the clothes he's wearing, his rebellious strands of hair, just like attacking his eyes for some reason, and uh, the color of his eyes, all that crap, I, I cut out. So, let me grab my new version. Again, that was three pages. The new one is 348 words on one page. So let me read you the new one. Let me turn up the music slightly. It's not on. Now it's up. The wind blew sharply off the Sierra Mountains, cutting the temperature and driving the last remnants of visitors out of the park and to the safety of the vehicles. Now see all that Disney Dreams crap and stuff, I cut down to that sentence and say how it's got more power and I like the uh, kind of complimentary images of uh, the wind blowing sharply and then cutting the temperature. Ah, see? Clever. Clever, right? Still, still can be clever. Uh, so let's see. The wind blew sharply off the Sierra Mountains, cutting the temperature and driving the last remnants of visitors out of the park into the safety of their vehicles. As the tide of automobiles rolled out, a lone pickup truck remained, bathed in dying light. Archie nursed a cup of gas station coffee, looking as worn as the tires that had brought him here. He fumbled with the radio, settling on a local sports station. He looked at the clock display. Five more minutes, he said to no one in particular. On the opposite end of the park, occupying a bench under the shelter of a large pine, was a slender man with gaunt features, wearing a torn torn red flannel and faded jeans. He rocked slowly and stared at the sunset. He held a cup half filled with spare change, tokens of the fleeing park patrons, tapping it absentmindedly and making the coins jingle softly. Archie set the coffee on the dashboard where it cast faint silhouettes of steam upon the windshield. He took a last glance at the clock, then began fighting against the window open his door. He propped the door open with one leg, then maneuvered out of the truck clumsily, stumbling forward and letting the wind slam the door behind him. He straightened himself, brushed donut crumbs from his pants, and walked into the park. The man on the bench stood slowly, his eyes still fixed on the horizon as the last light warmly said goodbye, leaving the cold behind. 
The man turned away and began walking towards the parking lot and Archie. They had locked eyes 20 yards apart when thunder cracked in the distance, shattering the quiet. Archie didn't see where the shot came from, but he watched as... Oh, I left Chris in there. As the man pitched forward wildly. Time stood still while everything happened too fast. Archie realized that he was moving out of reflex towards the man, who was now face down in the grass. Thinking better of the move, he made a quick cut to his right, a bullet cracking past his left ear. Now, do you see how tight that is? 348 words. I'll probably take a few more out at some point. And it got a lot... And a lot of it was, you know, I mentioned the, the horizon, the blood-red blood horizon, the dying light of the horizon, the riot of colors on the horizon. Dear Lord, stop describing sunsets. Uh, I did that a lot early on, by the way. I really liked describing sunsets. To be fair, I really like sunsets. They're pretty cool looking. I do love the riot of color on the horizon. Uh, and the way the dying light claws at the pristine mountains shimmering in the... Yeah. Just, just get it out. Just say it. And you see, I still have fun with, you know, the language to some degree. But it just... Boom. You're in the action. Your shots have already been fired. Shots fired. And uh, stuff's happening. And it's exciting and you're in the first page. And that's how it should... The What I wrote before, send that to an agent or something... Yeah, throw that away. They already got past the first page and they still, like, nothing's happening. And it's just not grabbing you. It doesn't hook you. Does it show some nice turn of phrase and, and show that I can write a bunch of long, convoluted sentences? Sure, but it doesn't show that I can write a good story. Whereas I feel like this is a little more powerful. And uh, a lot of times, you probably the... I don't know, you might have been like, okay, this is long and boring on the first one. But a lot of times when I first read it, I, it doesn't seem bad to me. You know, you read it, you hear it, and you're like, no, that's pretty good, I like that. But then you cut a bunch of stuff out, you read it again, and suddenly, whoa. And, you know, if you want to add some things back in, you always can. But anyway, I thought I'd share that with you guys, because I am up for no reason at four in the morning. And it seemed like the thing to do. I did not get uh, much writing done after the last write before the after I got like 500 words written on uh, Sunday, and then Monday was uh, driving pretty much all day. I had a, a physical therapy like a couple hours away, so. I, I, you know, drove home, drove over there, did some other stuff, got some groceries, came back. So, kind of blew that day, and, uh, which is probably why I woke up, but, you know, got up, came down, got some water and stuff, and was gonna do my usual, well, I'll just go back to bed, which I probably will, force myself back to sleep and decide, you know what, no, let's get some writing done. In this case, I decided to do some editing. And another podcast. Um, so yeah, so I don't know if that's interesting at all. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Kind of see what I do when I... And now when I mention like taking the scalpel to the story. Or like cutting cutting a thing to ribbons. You know what I mean. 
or when I talk about it giving it power, you know, by cutting it down. That's what I'm talking about. Saying, taking three pages of meandering prose and or meandering description, I should say, and uh, just cutting it down to three, you know, 350 words or less. You'd be amazed how tight and good it reads when you do that. Alright, well, hopefully I'll have them right before later, but I'm going to go try to go back to bed. And uh, hopefully I'll have another one of these today. Alright, as always, I'm going to let the music take you all out. Hope you liked it.